On today's job board, we have overseed season, nitpicky golfers, hack attack recap, stay pissed, Greg Thomas, sports, equipment, Mount Rushmore, and of course, course happenings. Today's episode is brought to you by Par West Turf Services. Par West, for all your golf course and home course needs, from tapered litter caddies to Par West exclusive dual head maintenance rakes. Par West Turf Services. Use promo code JINGWEEDS for free shipping on orders over $250. The views and opinions expressed in this episode of From the Jingweeds podcast are strictly those of Matt and Dan and do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of the podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. And now, let's tee off. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's a great day. That's what we say. Happy birthday. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 23 of From the Jingweeds. We are once again in the uh, studio number one down here in the office at Rio Verde Country Club. Dan, what is going on with you? Still waiting on baby number three. We are two days past due and uh, just watching the clock, waiting for the phone call at any moment. So the phone may ring in the middle of this thing and (laughs) Dan is going to be gone and I'm going to be stuck locking up Dan's fucking shop because he's going to be out of here. But maybe we'll be able to throw a podcast together while he's gone. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of stress right now, hey? Just uh, maybe... I was really hoping it would be out by now because we got overseed coming next week. Yep. So, a week from today, we're recording on Monday, September what, 14th. 14th. We drop seed or prep September 21st. Basically, I'm already prepping now. Yep. Just trying to get as much knocked out. Just in, I was hoping the baby would already be here and I'd be back you know, sometime this midweek just to get all the final, final preparations together. But since it's not, it's a lot of communication with my my assistants coming in on the weekend to make sure you know and getting everything kind of prepped early the nice thing is the golf course that's going to go down first is already closed yep so we can start all the prep i'll get my primo sprays all my sprays are getting done we're putting out the uh, pre-emergence in the rough because i don't overseed roughs so we're getting that done that should be done hopefully probably by wednesday yep i'll start putting out my uh primo application and all the short grass it's just shut down the bermuda grass because still 100 degree temps uh, growth has slowed down in the Bermuda a little bit, yep, but it's for still sure. growing. This we basically I just shut it down with Bermuda, and, or shut the Bermuda down with Primo, and then uh, you go nuclear rates with that. I go with high the Primo, rate, yeah. yeah. I rate twenty primo. ounces is yeah, what I put out after first cut. I'll follow it up with another rate just to keep it subsided. Oh yeah, usually, yep. you know, it's so early in September, it will still be it can still be hundred degrees. Yeah, I do the same thing and cut it to like I don't know eight ounce rate yeah. or so just to stop it from battling back. So we'll follow that up after the seed drops. But yeah, it's it's crazy that overseed's already here. Uh, it's stressful that the baby's not here and and over <laughs> we, oh, and overseed is you're right. <laughs> All the fairway lines painted, tee box lines painted, and uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty much dialing in my assistants to well, this is what's going to happen. And yeah, you're going to heavily rely on them. I think yeah, here in it'll a still have to be me coming in probably for a couple hours at least. Just oh for sure, just yeah, to make sure. And then Monday we're going regardless. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you spraying any Diquat or anything to burn no, that? No. Uh, I, I did back when I was in another property. We sprayed Scythe, but uh, I've never really done the Diquat. 
I just try to okay. manage it with pre, with the Primo. Yeah, I uh, I do both. I spray it with the Primo, and then uh, a couple of years ago, I started with Diquat. You know, just to burn that leaf blade back. A lot of people say, you know, all the golfers they think we're killing the golf course. Yeah. We're just kind of basically burning the leaf. Right. Setting into a, I guess a looks more like a dormant. It's quickly dormant. Have uh, you ever used scythe or seen anybody in this? No. Is that a Palm Springs thing? Or? I'm not sure. I just know everybody here uses Diquat, it's or at least thing. everybody I know does. One, for one thing, it smells like cinnamon rolls. It smells awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it smokes it like that. One, really? One time, yeah, when I was back at the old, other property, we were using it, and I went out and sprayed a hole and ran out, and I went back to the shop, filled up. By the time I got back. I could see where I had already sprayed. It had already dinged it oh, wow. in that half hour. Like it was clear as day. We had already sprayed and not sprayed. Huh? It worked. Yeah, that's and the pretty next fast. Morning, it is blonde. Yeah, I know. Diquat changes are pretty quick too. You know, enough yeah. to that you spray a hole in the morning, you're leaving in the afternoon. You know that one's got yeah. something going yeah. on on it. But yeah, I just do it again. It's one of those. I'm I'm better to do it. I used to just right. do just the primo. Um, and then got hit one year, and I know it was because of the humidity stayed and the heat stayed deep into mm-hmm. September, early October that year. And it basically looked at all the primo that I threw out yeah. there and was like, nope, <laughs> not today. So the next year I just said, fuck it. Um, yeah. Spraying it with Diquat just in case. And haven't had a problem since. Haven't had any of the heat or the humidity. Yeah. Right now we got the heat's kind of hanging around here a little bit, but the humidity's not here. Yeah. So the Bermuda, and then the nights are cool. Oh, Which is you. nice, you yeah, know, rolling nice in in the morning with the all the windows down mm-hmm. is a nice feeling. The other last week, I sunroof sunroof open, back window open, and seat warmers on. <laughs> so, you ever, you ever use like, turf on with your? Uh, did back when we were yeah, at Highlands. Yeah, is that kind of going away too? I haven't heard many guys doing that. Anymore. I don't know. It seems um, I still hear it thrown around out there uh, quite a bit, but. It was like one year, and I guess the other property too. It's we just left one hole where we didn't spray turf on just to see. And yeah, that it was the identical overseed, so that's yeah. kind of why we cut it. And then the scythe was just to stop the clip. I mean, the amount of clippings we were taking off was reduced by seventy five percent. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, I spray it and then I seed into it, mm-hmm. and I'm at five hundred right now. The whole everything, you know, fairways rough. All at 500, and then I'll seed it and then mow it in at 375. And with the Primo obviously already in there and, you know, the Diquat burning the leaf blade, yeah, you're not creating any, yeah. barely any clippings. Yeah. Like I said it before, it's just like a little bit of a mulch to help, yeah. you know, keep the surface or the seed wet while we're trying to generate. dumpster after dumpster getting hauled off. Yeah, I was never around for those days. When yeah. I first got into this at Highlands, we had just started screwing around with the chemicals. Yeah, my um, very first overseer. Yeah, and those guys were telling me about the dumpster thing, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. We would have two 40-yarders on the range floor just waiting. And then just hauling. No, it was nonstop clipping. It was so much material. Yeah, that's crazy. And then basically seeding. And, you know, if you didn't see dirt, this is what I understand. Yeah. If you didn't see dirt, go over it again it with the verticutters. leaf blade, a green leaf blade. We would bring the verticutter back, whip it around in circles until it's gone and mow that off. There's <laughs> not a single green blade of grass on that golf course. I'm so glad I never had to do it that yeah. way. It's that crazy sounds... how just in this amount of time, it's been, what, eight years since my first overseeding and how much has changed as far right. as people's prep and chemicals. Like I said, we've talked about overseeding for, what, probably 40 years, and yeah. it's just ever-changing. It's crazy to me. It is nuts that... Yeah, you'd think we'd have it down. 
by now. Everybody does something different, but we all pretty much have the same result. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. We say that, you know, <laughs> overseed came in great, and then next year we'll be bitching about yeah. transition, that we just didn't keep the Bermuda right. alive enough. Yeah. You know, or we got too, the right, though the overseed grass was just too good. Yeah. You know, what the fuck? Well, yeah, we'll be battling that forever, I think. You know, and then at least here, you know, we get the month of June. Hot as shit, no oh, humidity, worst and it's, you know, you're killing both grasses, basically, yep. somehow, some way. The Bermuda's not taking off, and the ryegrass is changing. And you're out there trying to get it going yeah. by beating it up even more with verticutters or air fires and all this shit. It's like, okay, you know, maybe maybe that's what we do. We, we dial that back a little bit and maybe wait longer. No, then I need this many days spray to grow the late. grass. Oh, it's sprayed out yeah, too late. Nope. Exactly. out too late. Yeah, and then you get the weather pattern. Oh, mm-hmm. it was really wet or in cold. Well, the next year, oh, shit, May was 100 degrees and, you know, humid, which mm-hmm. I've never really heard of that. But that's coming, I'm sure, at yeah. some point. We're going to get a crazy deal in May where your ryegrass absolutely can't hang on. And I feel but like yet. the monsoon has shifted in the last two years where we haven't, we haven't had anything the last couple summers. And then it's like it knows the seed hit the ground because then yeah. it just comes in waves. I know right now it's showing still nothing in the extended yeah, forecast. So we'll see how that goes. But as of right now... I can, I'm concerned about the salts in my soil as a result of no rain. No rain, yeah. There's nothing to flush it out because I'm just putting salt water on top of salty soils and nothing's flushing it out. So be interested to see what effect that has on my Do you one, notice... the top dressing program, and two, if that helps versus just putting salt water on salt. Yeah. So, Do you notice your numbers going up, you know, with your TDS meters? Uh, they've been pretty, pretty similar. We, we put out soil tests this week to okay. see just where we're at prior to overseed. I was waiting until I get all these applications down, gypsum, KMAG, and stuff like that to see where they're at before I take a soil test. So those will go out this week just to see where we're at as far as as far as far you know salinity in the soil, bicarbonate, and how that's going to affect our overseeds. And you typically do the same thing every year at this point, yeah. take those soil samples. It's going to be interesting to see the difference of this year compared yeah. to last year. Right. Or couple of years ago when we actually had right, a little exactly. bit of a monsoon season so you had a you know a month at least of a couple of rain events where you've gotten one down here yeah. that ain't moving shit no we've got half inch since may 13th or march 13th it's been ridiculous and yeah. that came down an all in a half hour so it'll pretty so much, how much of it, yeah. sheeted off she yeah ran down the car paths yep. into Just the wash and created gone. a bunch of mess yeah that sucks um yeah so i'm ready to go uh like I said, I've sprayed everything. Everything's verticut. We actually we just got the range floor to do on Wednesday because we uh, mow everything on the range floor on uh, Wednesday mornings at our place. Tuesday they do the final pick, so we're gonna spend a couple hours on there getting that thing ready to go. But I'm jumping on the rig tomorrow to start spraying the primo, and as soon as I'm done that, I'll just jump back on it again and go around with the diquat. And uh, we have uh, seed dropping on Monday. We'll do the greens and the surrounds and maybe get going on some tee boxes. Probably not quite yet that day. Uh, do around the bunkers and everything else. And then I have, uh, he's coming to seed the golf course Tuesday. Yeah. And we should have everything fired up and going by Wednesday afternoon be done. When do you with open everything. that? Then we are four weeks, close nice. four weeks. So we open the 16th of October. Um, no cart restrictions. Uh, other than obviously the par threes, typical spots and everything, but yeah, we let them go off, yeah. uh, off the path. That's why I get four weeks. And I've told the story before that was a blessing in disguise when we had the problem with the uh, the windstorm 
uh, put a hole in the clubhouse roof. So we were right. closed because of construction. We couldn't open because we didn't have bathrooms. So we waited two extra weeks, and I had dropped the seat. I said, screw it. I don't know when this place is going to open, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the chance of, you know, oh, we're going to open this day, and then, oh, we're open. You yeah. know, oh, right. we can do this earlier, whatever it is. So I just dropped seat at the same time, and I had five weeks that year. And uh, came out of it, and I said, yeah, you guys don't have any reason to restrict carts. So go right ahead. And uh, later on, I think it just came to the owner. owner. He said, you know, I think that works. Yeah. We don't have to play the game of... It was my first year there. I had 13 days to overseed. I had six greens that weren't even mowed because I wasn't going to put a mower on because yeah. they weren't ready to. Uh, tee box, all that stuff wasn't even mowed. I think I maybe mowed two fairways at that point. The rough mower wasn't even on yeah. it. I mean, this is one leaf type stuff, you know, and one root shoot yeah. going on and stuff. I mean, we got golf T-shoes all over it. And we're in arguments. I'm being... You know, I'm arguing with the head pro at the time and the owner as to when we can let carts go on it. I'm like, this grass is fucking five days old or less. Yeah. You know, you can't put people walking on it, let alone driving carts. So it was, you know, they asked me when, and I said, Thanksgiving. And they about shit their pants. And the reason is I'm going to ask for as much as I possibly can. Sure. You know, and let's start working backwards from there. So they asked me when. I told them when. They counter-offered with, how about next week? <laughs> I was like, no, because the grass is now 10 days old. You know, that's the guys that started germinating super early. They're yeah. now 10 days old. So it goes on and on and back and forth. And it was every day you drive out there. Now, you know, the Bermuda's growing back underneath it. So driving by it at, you know, golf cart speed or 35 on the street at ground level it looks awesome so there's grass everywhere and yeah, i'm like no up. it's all bermuda grass greened up you know they couldn't you know i couldn't get that through to them that this is what was going on and uh, i blame that on past superintendents before me it is not the education part of it all it took was a lot of education in a couple of years and now i'm at four weeks yeah and both parties are happy because our place is loaded with, you know, the retirement, you know, Fountain Hills is a retirement community. So we have a lot of older people that, you know, maybe have had double knee replacements and or they're just elderly people that, you know, 60, 70, not in the greatest shape. They can't be walking on some of these holes. You don't rip one right on number three at my place, cart path only. Yeah. You might as well just continue walking to four green, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. you're better off continuing that direction yeah. than coming back. So. We always had those, you know, a lot of people complaining. You're just trying to get, and the dollar amount is higher. We don't have to open at $30, you know, because it's right. car path only. We're right out there, you know, where we need to be as a freshly overseas golf course. You're making that money up there. Making right. it back. And so that way I can put it into certain things that need to, you know, take care of those wear areas mm-hmm. sooner. But by then, you know, the Bermuda grass is back to healthy. You got a pretty decent stand of some rye, rye grass and, uh, it all just works out, and I see way less wear areas because of that, you know. So it's all worked out great for me. So I'm going to stick with this. Let's hope for no rain event. Because last year we had the rain, so it pushed me to three weeks because I had to clean up for a full week. Right. So I had three weeks for overseas because we were opening no matter what. Yeah, right. We were now, well, we sold all these tea times for $60 or whatever it was with, under the assumption we'd be cart bath only. Right. That's a, 
you know, if you work in the golf shop end of it or the business side of it and you're counting pennies, okay, maybe come and tell me I'm wrong, but what don't you get that keeping it closed for one more week and maybe having to tell those people they get a rain check for $20 or whatever it is, you can work out something or you tell them tough shit. We just had three and a half inches of rain the day we were supposed to overseed, which pushed us back. So we're car path only now. Sure. Right? Oh, no. Well, we we, can't, we can't tell the customer that. We already sold it on that. Well, what's the difference if you had a day, it rains a day, you had the tea time. Right. You don't have to give a rain check. Or, you know, you don't give any rain check then. It's it, just get your money back. Sorry, man. The golf course is not open. Yeah. Or we're car path only now. Yeah. We'll refund you your 60 bucks. My argument was always like, you just spent... Tens of thousands of right. dollars in the eighty to hundred thousand dollars to overseed your golf course. You're worried about one more week of car path only people, like, or you can take that full investment and shove half of it right down the toilet well, as the place gets. What, what kind of damage do you do? That's what I'm that, talking about. Yeah, that, a week early, and then now we're looking at December, and it looks like shit. Now we don't. The tea sheet isn't full because of the. Yelp reviews are trash in the place. Yep. It's because we would, we had to get the $60 guy out early. Right. Is it worth it? Yeah. It's a huge, it's, I always struggle with listening to the golf shop side of it, argue against how to make the golfer such this happy person at that time or whatever it is. But yet we're arguing about the full investment that the club just took. Right. They're not seeing that end of it. I've seen it before. I'm glad right now that Martin sees it. You know, my GM, he sees all that. So if it needs to be shut, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you get but in past my old head pros, <sighs> clowns, if you know, you when it comes a rainy to that day stuff. And a full T-sheet and it's car path only, you're still, same, you're still the same amount. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not rain checking then. It's like, hey, man, this is what happened. We got rain, pushed mm-hmm. us back a week, we're car path only. It's too and That's wet. how I look at it. End of story. It's that's- too wet to drive on. If you want to play, cool. If you want to cancel, fine. But that's still sixty bucks. Yeah, I don't see any any issue with that when you're protecting your investment. Yeah, that's. Easy to, I mean, I think every superintendent will share that same sentiment, and then every head pro or GM is going to be on the other side. On the we other gotta side, you got to get golfers on the golf course, right? And I totally agree with that because I mean, without the golf, you're not paying for everything. Sure. But, I mean, it's a, just a, the smarts just of the investment. That dollar amount versus the whole season the one little week right yeah exactly we're really we're not really rocking until january one no it's busy in october and people are itching to play because everybody's kind of closed for overseas and then it kind of dies off i think from thanksgiving to to the new year mm-hmm. it kind of golf just slows down for yep. me at least and it, it has everywhere i've been but and then after the new year it's full go until yeah. until may have you ever uh been at a place where you know, maybe you overseeded. You just started overseeding. You know, you got open from overseeding. Hello, how am I doing? Pretty good. Uh, sound great. <laughs> yep. So speech class is from four to five right after this podcast, and I'm going. So we got to hurry up and finish this up. So you just overseed the golf course. Have you ever played around with or gotten the ability through the golf shop to maybe close a hole for a week, and it rotates? Uh-uh. No. When I first started at Highlands, that's we had two holes. Each one on each side that we wrote each week, it got rotated all year round. 
Um, and I thought that worked to out great. Only? To cart path okay. only. I started it one hole a week at Highlands, I mean, at the canyon when I first got there. And that just ended up going away. It was yeah. uh, it was too much. Again, too tough at the time for the head pro at the time to explain any of it. And sorry, these are the rules. Re- oh, you know, this big yeah. long draw. It's like, no, there's not really that much of an explanation. It's, but man, does it help? It's a, it's amazing Dude, how much of a hole will bounce back. You think back you could get away traffic. with just shutting down a hole yourself? I'm, I mean, I've never, how many times I've been to golf courses where. This par five's closed. Oh, yeah. Path only. And it, I never heard from the golf shop, and I didn't. It was yeah, like, right. oh, that, oh, this hole's closed. It was just like, oh, I guess it's closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I walked to my ball in this hole. Right. Um, and it was never a big deal. I don't know. It seems our, our clientele. You on your cart, right? Our clientele make quite noise. Do they? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the. I don't know. Here's here's the conversation we've been talking about for a long time. Is about to come out. Can somebody that is maybe got a child that's in college in the psychology department? Can you write a paper or do a paper on a study for me? What in the world happens to a person's brain when they grab their golf clubs to go to the course that day? Something fucking shuts off. Or something gets turned on. Yeah. You know, I can picture it as, you know, a guy grabs the garage door. Bye, honey. See you after the round. Okay, honey. We'll see you then. You know, we're having chicken and rice for dinner tonight. <laughs> All right. I'll be there. And he goes strutting over and he grabs the clubs to load up. The shot of adrenaline that he's going to go and play golf. He's going to have a day out with the boys. 16 beers. Yeah, six, Yeah, today we're drinking. Yeah. You know, on, honey's only going to know we're going to have two, but we're <laughs> going to have like eight of them. You know, probably smoke a cigar. Haven't smoked one of those since the last time I played because, you know, maybe she doesn't approve of it. Or maybe it's just the asshole switch in you. I'm an entitled prick, and I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to demand things out of the golf shop. You know, when I wheel in there, you know, hey, you know, hi, sir, can I help you? Yes, Smith. Yes, Smith what? (laughs) You know, how about a, yeah, it's under Smith. I have, you know, a twosome or whatever it is. It's, yeah, Smith. Oh, no, it's there. Oh, no, I booked it. Yeah, I called. And the other girl, the other girl, you know, answered it. And she said that I would have 927. Uh, no, I don't even see you here, sir. You know, let's back up here yeah. a minute. And it's this demand thing. Is that person always a fucking asshole? Or is it the entitlement for the day that they're free, away from work, maybe away from the family for a day, or maybe he's with his, you know, the family, but they just, they're going to the amusement park for the day and they're going to have a fucking good time no matter what. But yet they're starting right away. I see it all the time at a public place. Yeah. Um, then it's, oh, this was shitty. Oh, this was shitty. This was shitty. This was shitty. Yeah. You know, it's you come back, they come back in. How was it? Oh, oh, it's wet. Or right now we're getting, when are they going to water the place? <laughs> water goes it, every night. Yeah. You know, every single night. The fact we're mowing, lowering heights is kind of dinging a lot of the grass. So it looks a little yellowy. But it's, I'm going to chuck something out there. Just when I walk in the golf shop. I'm just going to walk through, and I'm going to yell, 
When are they going to water the place? I got a great idea. You know, example. what the fuck happened to you? Is that the way you always are? You know, I got... So I got a... I kept getting calls of my first summer. It was like, hey, why isn't there ice in the coolers? I'm like, man, what is going on? I, we, we put ice in the coolers every morning. Ice and water. Every day I drive by, we got ice on the ground from the night before. We put new ice and water in. I'm like, yeah, dang. So like on the fifth time, I drive out there. There's ice in the cooler. They're calling back. Hey, Dan, there's no ice in the cooler at 12. All right, I'll go check it out. Go. Water's freezing cold. It's half full of ice. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, so I keep calling back, hey, man, there's ice in the cooler. I don't know what's going on. Turns out, I had a member that would go out there and just shake the cooler. Not even get ice out or water out. He would just shake him. If he didn't hear the ice in it, he would call the shop. <laughs> like, like, what is what that? What the fuck, man? What is that? I don't know. But, you know, for me, it's like, uh, first, my first reaction is I'm pissed and it embarrassed. Like, right. 107 degrees out there, 110 degrees. We don't have water on the golf course. That's brutal. Right. It's one thing if it's empty. But you drive out there, you, whatever you stop, whatever you're doing in a panic, you're pissed. Who did coolers this morning? You yep. know, there, it's full of ice and water. It's like, what's going on? So, you're right. Again, what, what goes into your you head getting? that you're going to just drive? Oh, what do you stand to Gotta go check the water again. What do you stand to At the club. Yeah. I mean, you're I'm, trying to get me fired. Are you mad about something else? And you're going to take it out on, I'm just going to find something. Yeah. It has something to do with, and I, at your place, you get the, uh, you know, people have own their own golf carts, so they they can wheel around this whole neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, that's their primary source of transportation right. around here is these golf carts driving around. Uh, so he's just out for his morning cruise because he was ahead uh, of golf, golf, right? Or I'll was he playing? Golf. He's playing golf. He would just shake him and. Wow. It's like man, I. In- but finally, you know, the GM went out and he's like, "Dude, there's ice in the coolers," and he found out it was the guy would just shake him if he didn't hear ice, and he would call in on it. Even oh, though that, that is like, so crazy. Yeah, it's like, but to you know, it goes on to yeah. What in the world happened? Or is are those people always like that? And I say no. I I say it has something to do with a little juice in your head, the little different chemical yeah. of the excitement of golfing. You know, and we all know that golf started as a privileged sport. You yeah. know, you had to be rich. You had to be living. You know. Close to the ocean when it all started, you know. Parents are a member of the club. Parents, and then it just continued on, you know. Whereas, not until what maybe the eighties it became, the seventies, Tiger probably, where it became really like an enjoyable, more affordable sport for people. Right when in the mid nineties, when it was really blowing up, they're building course a day. Yeah, when Tiger was just in his heyday. So okay, nineties and golf's been around for fucking ever. Yeah, but so forever it had this stigma right you know that you were this entitled person that was going to oh snobby little rich bitch I wonder, i'm sure that, that carries, carries over to the is general guy, average golfer is that same golfer a dick when he goes to the restaurant and is you know oh my burger doesn't have yeah um send it back i don't know but i still, don't know yeah people i mean that's how it is or they just feel entitled or high i don't know but they have last thing and like oh the, to the person in the golf shop, I'm the golfer, and I. Yeah, the other day, so what'd you know, you shoot? we we have somebody. Well, we the guy a, that shot a seventy. Is he bitching about yeah. the conditions? Too wet, too dry. Probably we had a guy, not. two of them. They came in right behind each other. I was up doing invoices, and I was in the back office, and I'm doing the invoices, and I can just hear this conversation, and you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of 
like, oh, man, you know, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Like, she's answering all your questions. Like, yeah. give it up. And as it went on a little bit longer, I was like, and I'm really paying attention. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, older dude. You know, I peek out. Older guy. He's being really nice about it. He's just not getting it, yeah. what she's trying to. I'm like, all right. Shouldn't be so harsh. That guy might be, you know, he might have a little bit of an issue. He's older. He might be slipping a little. The next guy through the door comes in, does the Smith thing, you know, or whatever his name was, and she should know right away who he is and all this. And so that kind of goes on. He gets a little bit more demanding. He's asking, you know, questions. We on time? You know, it's fucking Thursday morning, you know, this time of year. The parking lot has like four cars in it. Yeah, you're on time. We're on time. Yeah, we're on time. To a a tea time, it's like, well, other than a rain delay or frost delay, where it's like, dude, you're nine oh six, and you don't have time for range boss. Yeah, you know what I mean. Get out there. (laughs) You know, most of the time it's, hey man, you're up. You better be five ten minutes early. Right. But yeah. So, anyways, we on time. Yes, we're on time. Yeah, you can. Range balls are included. Uh, If you want to go, you have time, plenty. But whenever you're ready, you can go. We're pretty empty uh prints it out doesn't no thank you no having it's pulls out the receipt stretches it out long and says uh uh, where's my hot dog (laughs) the almighty hot dog at desert canyon (laughs) crazy so he says you know where's my hot dog she says it's right there at the bottom no (laughs) not a Sorry, I don't see it here. Whereabouts? It's just straight no and out loud. She walks around, grabs a receipt, holds it up in front of him, says, right here at the bottom, good for one hot dog and bag of chips at the turn. Sounds good right now. Right? And then I just go, so yeah, <laughs> right there in front of us. He just peels off and walks out, doesn't say thank you, sorry, you know, didn't. Just, it's no one's fault, you know, completely. It's just a fucking not paying attention. You know, not taking, not being considerate of somebody. It just, something happens there. So I need somebody to do a fucking study on it. What in the world happens to the brain when well, the golfer grabs the clubs and, and loads them into the, the trunk? Course is- just doesn't give a shit. Drives wherever, tears That's the it thing. up. I'm going to the. I said it last yeah. week. Going to the go karts yeah. and all of a sudden golf got in the middle of it. Drive wherever the fuck they want. Doesn't matter. Cart sign. I'm going to run over a stake. I'm going to go whatever I want. I'm going to spin cookies in this cart. Yeah. Drop it in the lake. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I worry. Uh, I haven't seen it. I know there's a couple clubs out here. The surfboards that you can yeah. take out, or the little fucking mini bikes. Yeah. You know, those are all over out here. Um, I think that just has... I understand it. I understand the you whole... Gotta, we got to grow the game, so we're going to make it yeah. really... we got to yeah. attract another crowd. I totally understand that. But I think those, those are better because you can't really get squirrely. That's you really fuck yourself up. Yeah, I guess if you, as long as you sign that waiver. But the bikes... The bikes, The yeah. bikes, I think, could do some serious damage. Uh, I know of a couple guys that... I mean, they didn't do the damage. Well, it actually happened in another course. They got them uh, here in Arizona. It was uh, maybe, I don't know how long they had them, maybe a month. And a woman came in, put the kickstand through her leg. Yeah, dumped it out in the fairway on the 18th hole. 
Oh. Came through. She put it freaking through her like calf. Oh. And she finished and came wheeling in. <laughs> Didn't complain really about it. Whatever. Said she slipped and fall and she was headed to the hospital now. She finished? Yeah. yeah. What a trooper. Yeah, no shit, right? But uh, <laughs> got another guy I know. Um, they went out and I know it was four of them. And the guy I know is a big hoss. He's got to be 6'4". He's 300 pounds easy. Just a big dude. Well, he's out there, and I believe it was a bachelor party, or maybe somebody's brother was in town, whatever. So they go to the same golf course and get the bikes, yeah. and they're cruising. And they're having such a good time. They're all hammered or whatever, and he's videotaping with the camera facing himself, you know, so it sees behind him yeah. at his buddies cruising, you know, like a biker gang down, you know, whatever, 14 <laughs> Fairway. And he catches on video without paying attention because he's paying attention while driving while holding the phone up. He catches one of them dump and the other one run his ass over and basically crash after that. <laughs> yeah. So he catches all of that on camera. That's awesome. But had no idea it happened while oh, it yeah. was happening. Like he wasn't watching it happen. Yeah, right. It was check the camera later and oh shit, I did videotape That's all classic. of that. I got a decent story when I was in Indian Wells and some lady had this new golf cart she wanted to try it out. It was like narrower, single-person golf cart. She wanted to test it out and show us. A, like, all right, take it out. Second hole on the radio. Hey, we need somebody over on here. This lady dumped the cart. on. The two, she's bleeding from her head. She, oh, fuck. Yeah, this this, this single-seater is going to be the next thing. Yeah. Didn't make it two holes. Dumped it. Oh. Bloodied herself. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Back to the drawing board. We're not going to invest in that card today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those aren't coming. Yeah, well, our blaze would definitely be too... My blaze, anyways, would definitely be too hilly for that yeah. stuff. We'd have accidents everywhere. Oh, yeah. But I think it's a good idea. I just wonder how much damage they're doing. I would think the skateboard probably is very minimal. Less than a golf cart. Yeah, and the bike, I'd imagine, too, if you yeah. had... Because I think they have them at Blackstone. You can take them out. And Do that's they? a private club. Yeah. And uh, as long as you have responsible people, but to sell it out to the public at some of these places. Whew. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it must you know. be doing all right. I'll say quit. I think they're pretty cool. The boards are pretty fun. Yeah, I've never been on one. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fun time. Nice. It just adds another element. Yeah, it adds I'm, something I mean, else to it. I was dead it. sober. And yeah. I was just testing it. I didn't yeah. have 16 cocktails. I mean, wheeling around. <laughs> yeah, wheeling around going, this See could if I be can take real, it up that. <laughs> this could be real fun. Yeah. You know, and these things are cool now, but I know how to make them real fun. Yeah. That'd be cool. But I just think the right place. But, I mean, they're trying to get, I understand it, trying to get well, we people gotta, involved. I think the most important thing is, obviously, we have to grow the game. And it, it being yeah. so expensive and time-consuming, I don't know what the answer is. but Got to do something. But yeah. uh, speaking of growing the game, your game's back to that. Your game's about to get shut down. Yeah, I might huh? as well put the, put the clubs in the old attic. Yeah. We had uh, last hack attack of the season was last week at uh, Wickenburg Ranch. Um, shout out to those guys, Ed and the gang. You guys, uh, the golf course was awesome. Um, the greens were, I was telling you, lightning, lightning fast. Um, for bent grass greens, I can imagine growing them this time of year out here this summer was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, so I was half expecting, knowing that, you know, with the, how the heat, I'd figured hey, you'd have them kind of grown up a little bit, you know, trying to keep them alive. At this point, uh, no, they were. He definitely cut them nice and uh, rolled them for sure. They were lightning quick, which is it's different than putting on these Bermuda grass greens down here, you know, oh, yeah. and then going up there and 
you know, really actually rolling it real true, you know, and you barely tap, and that thing continues to roll out the whole way. So they were awesome. Uh, it's got coverage everywhere. The golf course is fun. Uh, we had 40-something guys. Uh, had a couple of newcomers out there, guys we haven't seen. I know Ed did a uh, spent a lot of time harassing some people a bit. You know, to get out there, guys we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. He sent me an email. I just, I couldn't, being that far away with yeah. the baby coming, I could just be, a, see it. Like, being yeah. on the sixth hole and getting the phone call and having a truck in an hour and a half back home and try to yeah. and, uh, we had, get my car. We had, uh, with that, we had a couple of players apparently out there. Because, you know, we usually do the zero to nine, play the yeah. black tees or whatever. And then, uh, you know, ten forward it, it, or ten plus, you play the, you know, whatever, the whites or the blues, whatever you got. Uh, this week it was broken down to four t- four different tee boxes. Really? Um, and he had zero to four playing the backs. So I was playing with Casey. He was playing Wickenburg at 7,000 yards with the b- wind blowing a you little bit. You uh, No, I didn't play there. Yeah. Me and Drew moved up. Yeah. yeah. To where we belong, son. Yeah. We were up in the whites. And I'm playing the blacks. But, uh, you know, it was funny because I was like, hey, man, I was like... Uh, because there was some tee boxes. You get up there and you start walking further back. You know, it's a little bit of a hike on some of them. I said, yeah. you're going to hike up there? He goes, yeah. I said, well, I hope everybody else that's in your category is continuing to do that. Because, I mean, it's a skins game. Yeah. You know, I was just hoping. He's like, you know, Casey was like, ah, oh, fuck it. He's like, fuck it if they're not. He's like, I'm going to play here. Uh, I have uh, a video of number 14 up there. That uh, Actually, 13, I believe it is. Par 3. 255 yard par three from the back tees that's ridiculous yeah thank god he had the wind at his back but i'll put that up on the gram show you show you what he did there but yeah it was a good video so i'll throw that up there um at the end of the round uh you know we do have a little somber news to pass along um Greg Thomas, longtime superintendent out here in the Valley, uh, was I knew him at the Mesa Country Club when he was there, and he just, uh, I guess maybe a couple months ago, had gotten the job out at Encantera. Uh, he passed away on the 6th, Sunday morning, I believe it was. Uh, he had a battle with cancer, uh, and like a lot of times, shitty times, cancer wins. Um, so... To your family, Greg, and uh, to your wife and your two boys, stay pissed, everybody. Cancer fucking sucks. Um, but Kirby Putt from uh, Arizona Country Club, we did a nice toast to Greg. Uh, he had said, it kind of got me realizing because we talked about there were some new faces uh, there at the golf. And he said, uh, you know, we see some new faces here and you didn't get to, you know, it, you should have known Greg. The guy was awesome. Uh, big, big dude. I mean, I remember the we played Mesa Country yeah. Club with your brother Mike, yeah. and it was the first time you ever met him. Mm-hmm. And I think I said to you after I said, "There's not many super, not many people that you look at and you go, wow, that dude makes me look like a little squirt.' Yeah, he's a monster. Uh, and then when he shakes your hand, yep. he's got these big pa- bear, paw. bear paw. That I mean, I got little tiny hands. Uh, for I guess in comparison to my size, I have the weirdest little tiny hands. His hand would basically go up my forearm. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. But big, gentle giant uh, is what he's kind of known as. I put a little tribute to him. Uh, he was the first superintendent that I ever met here outside of Phil. Um, I was a spray tech, and 
was involved with Cactus and Pine. Uh, well, Phil was heavily involved, and we were going to take care of a school soccer field down on one of the reservations. So Phil's like, hey, man, you live down towards there tomorrow. I'm going to send you. And I just kind of wheeled in there, <laughs> just started at Highlands maybe a couple months before, and uh, kind of just gravitated the big dude that was sitting on the bleachers waiting for everybody to show up, and it was Greg. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of always had this little relationship with him, a uh, really good guy. Uh, every time I talk to him, always in a, such a good mood. Um, and then, you know, we played a lot of hack attack at that point. Then he kind of went away because he was involved heavily with his boys' baseball. Uh, always talked about, you know, having to go coach or had to get to the game, uh, whatever it is. And his youngest one, I believe, is a senior this year in high school, and his oldest boy is off in college. Um, so, anyways, that was uh, tough news uh, to hear when he did pass away. Like I said, he was one of the one of the better guys around here, um, you know, and I'm glad I got to know him. So. Uh, here's to you, Greg. Thank you. Uh, so with that, we had the little toast, like I said. Um, but there was young guys there that he wish you he would have, you know, at least touched upon. Uh, we had a uh, email that got sent to us from, uh, within the board. Uh, Don Davis, superintendent up at Chaparral Pines. Uh, really great story. It was a, Greg was the first guy he worked for. Um, so. Thank you to uh, Carmela and everybody on the board for passing that and sharing it. And uh, Don, that was a really good, really good uh, email uh, and kind of tribute to Greg and saying kind of what kind of person he was. Uh, so with that, I'm glad I had the memory of him, of knowing him. So uh, back to the hack attack. We had, uh, I think, 11 skins or so out there. Uh, yeah, I'm can't even remember who won them. I know uh, I was playing with Casey. He had a uh, we second the last hole 18. He dropped one in par five, dropped one in for eagle from I think he was 95 out no and shit. walked into the clubhouse. We thought for sure that was a winner and uh, nope, sorry, there was another eagle on 18. Oh yeah, uh, Paul at Talking Stick drained. Apparently, when Peter says is like a 40 foot putt for eagle. <laughs> And uh, they were all pumped because they thought for sure that that was, that was the winner. And, <laughs> That's uh, brutal to mm-hmm. think you had one and only to be covered. On an eagle, you know, and have it covered. But like I said, golf course was in really good shape. Uh, and your golf days are over. Ours are pretty well over. Don't say that. For a little bit. I mean, we got to go into overseed and then we never yeah. get a chance to get out there. You know, so it's going to be until probably, I don't know. It'll be November, middle of November by the time. Crazy to think you know, we'll wait that long. I know. Uh, definitely going to have to continue to hit the nugs out on the court, you know, at least the driving ranges. Stay loose. Um, this segment is brought to you by the Beverage Carts. Beverage Carts, the lifeline on the course. Had another idea come up, and uh, I think I we should throw this out to some listeners. So... For the Jingweed Invitational, um, this is what we're going to do. So me, Casey, and Andrew, which are the board of directors for the Jingweed Invitational, (laughs) we're going to sit down. We're going to plan out the next uh, couple years. So we are going to do a kind of a little draft deal. I'm going to take my three places I want to go. Casey will pick his three. Andrew will pick his three. 
Then I think one day, in a blind, maybe on this podcast, we sit down middle of November-ish, you know, after we overseed, after everything's kind of all cooled down, we sit down and we do this. And I will hand maybe my three to Casey. Casey will hand his three to Andrew. Andrew will hand his three to me. And I pick which place we're going next of Andrew's. Casey picks mine out of my three where we're going. And those are the next three places that we go. So a little bit of help from anybody that's out there listening and you want us to come and play your golf course. (laughs) Um, You want to, yeah, help hook us up in a place around the country. Um, Maybe a spot that's got three little locations nearby, somewhere we can, you know, I don't want to go and do the drive 100 miles east one morning and then drive 100 miles west. Uh, So that comes into play, but... So if anybody wants us or has any ideas of where they've played with their buddies, uh, that would make a good, you know, hey, this is definitely a good place to go for a eight-man golf tournament, oh, you know, sure. kind of the buddies trip. You know, I've done it before. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, it would be definitely appreciated. But I think maybe, you know, me and Casey were talking, maybe by the middle of November we should sit down and pick this out so we can start planning it all. Um, the dream is to go abandon dunes year uh, 10 year anniversary which will be four years away so we'll be able to bang up these three and then we're just gonna plan on going abandon in four Uh, yeah so hurry up number three grow up learn how to (laughs) wipe your own tukis and make your own sandwich so daddy o can get away from a little while yeah say maybe you'll make it to year 10 for the first (laughs) one Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your oldest will be able to babysit. Hey, shit, he'll be driving by then. Yeah, no kidding. But um, so, anything else? Uh, football started. Uh, we had that yesterday. Yep. Uh, I see your uh, your little boy Mitchy somehow snuck out a win with three TDs. Big fourth, down, fourth quarter comeback. Big fourth quarter comeback Mitchie against. Lights. <laughs> oh fuck! Dude, so Bears come back and win. Late in the fourth quarter, and then well, actually, probably should have lost. And then the, the Lions pulled the Lions, and dude dropped a touchdown pass yep. in the end zone to win it. Uh, and then later in the day, Alec Mills throws a no hitter for the Cubs. So I did know that that was gonna, Chicago, yeah, Chicago was doing day. well. Yep, nice. well, the Hawks were playing in a playoff game and be the trifecta. <laughs> hey, easy, settle down. Can't ask for too much. <laughs> well, yeah, can't ask for too much at one Mr. point. Boston. That's right. Wait, things come in waves, man. And come and go. But I'm, uh, I don't know. I think I sent this a text message to McDonald yesterday talking about the Pats. I said, uh, I can, uh, I'm comfortable. After the first viewing, I'm comfortable with what I saw, who's out there playing, and the way they went about doing yeah. it. Um, I think you can see, you know, this being the year that it is, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty of football. I didn't see a team yesterday. The only one I saw maybe was the New Orleans Saints that, yeah. and maybe the Packers. It's just uh, so hard to judge because no preseason. Right, no exactly. That's what I mean is don't jump on what's seasons. going too much right here. Right. If your team just got blew out another team right. yesterday, settle down. Uh, I think there's a lot to be oh, yeah. swung around and on this, you know, Obviously, I think there's going to be guys dropping like flies, you know, injury-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the what they're doing with the telecast by pumping in some of that noise was really good. 
it, when I was listening to the Bears game, it looked, it sounded so loud. And yeah. The Bears were on offense. Yeah, and the I think they did. Lions are on offense. It's quiet. Yeah, and uh, I know it came up in the Cardinals game. Uh, oh, there the was Cardinals a bad. Too. Yeah, the Cardinals did win. Went in, I know, but went they, into that the game fo- was loud as shit too. Went into the 49ers. I know. They uh, it's been a tough place to play for the past couple of years, and that's a you know division rival, I guess, at I this point. I couldn't believe. I thought for sure that their smoke would have more effect. I couldn't believe they were actually playing. Yeah, but do you see the pictures out of San Francisco? Oh my god, they're uh, they're pretty unreal yeah. photos, but. I mean, what it's doing. And they say the Santa, the Santa Ana winds or whatever they are haven't even kicked up. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what, it's, what was it, 800,000 acres? I think the one in Oregon's burning over a million acres. Yeah. It's scary. And they said the wind is supposed to pick up and take. I think they were hoping for rain in Oregon. Lower temps it would be huge, but it's huge. scary. It is. The satellite photos, if anybody, if you want to go check those out, they're pretty wild of the smoke. Yeah. You know, those um, crazy of San Francisco with like that red, it almost looked like an Armageddon. At night. Yeah, why? And the, you see the timestamp on the photo, it'd say like 10 a.m. Oh, and it really? was like pitch black, other than this bright, you know, this weird yeah. orange tinge off in the horizon. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. But yeah, everybody stays safe. It's brutal. Yeah, I think it said uh, 24 people have died so far in the Oregon one. But just when you think crazy. 2020 couldn't get any <laughs> no shit then it catches on fire catches, everything's on fire uh but back to the, the you know the nfl it was uh i thought they did a really good job with that the noise and there was even at the times where you'd get a bad call and, and whoever's running the production hits a boo button boo you know oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. so it was i thought it did well and again i have no need to ever see those knuckleheads with their face painted you know, holding did, stupid signs. Exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. It's I, so. Oh, kudos was them. I thought it did a. They did a great job with it. And I couldn't if, believe the Chiefs game had was seventeen thousand people in there. I know, in and I believe Jaguars did yeah. too. Jags had people at it. I know um, college football. They there's. I saw K State. The yeah. student section was packed. Yeah, I just think we talked about it before. Is the bad rap that you're gonna get if somebody if you know if you get a little spread. Just in your state, you know, in your stadium. Because if you didn't have a fan there and you had a little bit of spread, you'd be like, whoa, weird case. Yeah. You know, then you throw 17,000 people and you get a little spread throughout, you know, whatever it is. It's, what the fuck were you doing? You know, God, I'm trying. I'm trying. I get up the middle finger, I feel like. Yeah. Sturgis is, I don't know, it was a super spreader, they're calling it. Rates in North Dakota and South Dakota are exploding. I think people are just kind of over it and they're doing whatever the fuck they want. I don't yeah. know how you slow this thing down if you keep doing that shit. Right. In Arizona, the numbers are plummeting. It's yeah. Like 429 like, in-hospital like, cases, today, yeah. which is way down. Yeah, which is really good because um, it seems to me that I am... Um... You know, going into stores and things, it's, uh, it's less and less people. I went... Uh, the wife is a member at uh, Strong AZ Stronghold Wine up in Cottonwood. So we went up there on Saturday to go pick up one of her releases. And we cut through Jerome. Mm-hmm. It was fucking packed. Really? Packed. And then Cottonwood, Old Town Cottonwood was packed. All the wineries and all the tasting rooms, packed. And I think they did a good job as far as, you know, the masks and things like that, you know, at these places. But if you had to swing into the Maverick gas station up there off the 169 or whatever it is, yeah, 
There's no no one gives a fuck there. No. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, those small towns. You know, it's run totally different. Yeah, and you could definitely tell who was from Phoenix and who was from Absolutely. Not. Yep, absolutely. And I don't know that right there, you know, back to the how's it ever going to slow down when you can't get people to buy in? I don't know. Um, but I thought it was nice to see, you know, busy places. That was, you know, obviously yeah. a bright side of it all is that some people are spending some money that at places that need the money. Yeah, you know? I mean, I would be lying to say I don't want to. It's just it's wearing me out. Yes, yeah. kids at home and just there's nothing to do. Right. So it's just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> just sucks. Twenty twenty sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Put a bow and on. Continue, yeah, we haven't and even overseeded yet, so I can't no wait to shit. see what happens. Well, the good thing I guess is there's no rain in sight, so that'll hold on. You know. That'll hold our seed on the ground, at least. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, we also went up there, um, up to Prescott. We did a hike, five and a half miles. Bang that out. No big deal. <laughs> uh, went around, I think it's Watson Lake. Uh, really cool topography. A lot of boulder type stuff. Yeah. It really looked uh, like the pictures of Arizona that you saw as a little kid, postcard style. Yeah, right. In a weird spot. It was only around this little lake, the problem about the lake is it's extremely low and it's a small little dude they only allow like kayaks and uh paddle boards in it it fucking stinks <laughs> you hike around and you get into some areas i mean there's you know you can hike to the bottom of the dam on the back side of it you can get really close the smell of the stagnant water was so unreal that it was like throw up city really yeah it was unreal how bad it stunk which you i didn't expect one bit but other than that cool cool little hike and then went and picked up the wine uh yesterday chucked a brisket on the smoker for six hours trying to figure that thing out it looked awesome uh, a little dry on the flat was end. It? yeah a little dry on the flat on the flat end huh. uh, but the point was awesome was it really awesome it looked awesome um I don't know if next time I just gotta I gotta cut that piece off. I guess is the way to go. So if anybody has any crazy ideas on how to smoke a brisket, let me know. Um, but when those babies go on sale, just go and get them. Yeah. You know, two nine two seventy nine a pound. You can't go wrong on that thing. That is like screw around barbecue style. Oh yeah. Uh, but yesterday was also the first day that uh, I got to watch the NFL. Uh, Stuck in my own backyard. You know, me and the wife would always be Four Peaks goers. Oh, I know. And hang out down there. Every, you know, never yeah. watched it at home. And after yesterday, I don't think I'm going to do much of going out Here's watching. the problem with the NFL. Like, the Bears game. I, I got the red zone, so I would catch it. Like, I can't, I can't go to a bar to watch. Yeah. So, part of my problem with the NFL is you can watch any college football game you want to see. The NFL is like, well, I guess you could spend 400 bucks on the ticket. Yeah. Especially this year because they ain't getting the gate, yeah. so you know they gotta get it, everything. But it's hard to watch it all. Yeah, when we would, uh, you know, we'd go out every day or every Sunday over to Four Peaks, and you know, we would ride our bikes over if we wanted, you know, and uh, so you go over there and you spend half the morning or half the day sometimes watching football, and by the time the bill comes, you're spending four hundred bucks a month. Yeah, for sure. If, you know. Or every two weeks, yeah. you're spending I mean, that. That's a good point. So this year it was like, screw this, and uh, hung out by the smoker all day, and uh, 
watch football. Didn't, uh, how about, uh, Tommy in Tampa Bay? You know, that was a lot of, that was a lot of talk. You know, a lot of hype. Pick six, right? Yeah, pick six. And, uh, like I said, the Saints, Saints beat them up pretty good. But, like, you know, we were talking before, it's no preseason. too early. New yeah, team, this is preseason. New players, yeah, new coach. So, it'll take time. I mean, he's the best in the game. Yeah, but I didn't see anything yesterday that was mind blowing from anybody, really. Um, no. I, well, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, he looked awesome. Yeah. 14 catches, right? 14 catches, high. yeah. He looked awesome. Yeah, so. I don't know, Arizona. I'm still not going to become a fan of you, but... It's fun to watch. Fun to watch, yeah. yeah. I'll watch anybody playing football. Yeah, it's always good for when the team is good than the city you live in. It's yeah. much more, not outside of COVID, more buzz in the city. Right. People yeah, which is... Uh, a little more excited. You know, that's an interesting thing is, you know, the the Celtics going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, what is the What is the buzz in that city? Because I know what it's like when the team is playing in the city. Yeah. You know, and has the games, home are, games. Well, people pack bars. People pack bars. What's yeah. it like now? Uh, part of the viewing experience is the environment, right? And go so, and watch a playoff game with your buddies at a bar. And, like, that's yeah. awesome. What's it like at home? Yeah. So, Jeremy, when you're mowing your lawn uh, <laughs> and you're listening to this, let me know on what the hell's going on there. Because... Um, it would be definitely weird, definitely weird. But sure. we'll see. I don't know. There was. Uh, it seems places were fairly busy here yesterday. You know, bars and stuff. Yep. Still fifty uh, percent capacity, or I don't know. Uh, there is some sort of regulation. I know my the wife went out uh, yesterday to meet up with her uh, friend Bob. That they watch Eagles games together, and uh, he he's a member at um, Wildfire. And that's where they went to was a Marriott bar, and the satellite was all banged up, so they went up to uh, one of the other bars that my wife used to work at, uh, All American, up by uh, uh-huh. Silver Leaf, up over there, right. DC Ranch. Yeah. And uh, she said Station it was now? pretty busy. Huh? Can you change the name to Liberty Station now? No, that's right next door. Okay. Yeah, same place though as same or owners? same no different owners. Okay. But uh, anyways, it's uh, she said it was pretty busy. You know, not packed. You know, they did there. You could only have so many. That was another thing up in the wine country. It was it was busy, but they had to follow rules. Right. You know, to capacity, I guess, 30% or 50% capacity, whatever it was. So, trying to change the ways. But, uh, what else uh, going down? This segment is brought to you by Par West. Use promo code JINGWEEDS for free shipping on orders over 250 Uh Here's a question out to... A handful of people or what do you got out there that uh what do you have dan that is you need or you want to have like i guess almost like a mount rushmore i guess we'll just get right to that i mean so you got a mount rushmore of equipment and let's say we got to have you've got to have had it, had it at this property or uh had it at your others. You know, you actually operated it. Not okay. a wish list of dreamers because we, yeah. there's no free ads. So I'm not saying the one <laughs> that everyone probably wants right now, at least out here. A couple golf courses close to us have it. it. No, I'm not saying it. It's red. <laughs> I need it. Where it's red and everybody needs it and wants it, but it costs like $90,000 for it. And uh, so very few are getting it. That's not here. That's not at my place. 
So, so number one, first and foremost, Procore 648. Procore 648, no that's ads. on the list. <laughs> yeah, that, no free ads, but I, I would say was, everybody. I think it was a game changer for golf, right? Yep. It's a walk behind air fire. Um, it is uh, as close to bulletproof as I've seen, or at least the equipment that I've used to airify. Um, that thing is awesome on the list. Yep, that goes up there. Number two, Print material hauler, Dakota. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, especially for me when using top dress and fairways and stuff like that. It's pretty um, in filling bunkers and stuff like that. It's pretty important. I mean, we're using yeah. that thing all the time. I top would, dressing greens and fill that thing up, take it out to the top dresser instead of having to come back and forth to the shop all the time. Yeah, it's pretty important. I'd uh, I'd probably chuck the, uh, I guess my triplex mowers, the triflexes. Yeah, yeah. That was a game changer as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Uh, so you can see red's pretty good at it yeah red's pretty good at making their equipment um it's what i've used forever Uh, so i think that triflex when they came out with that and you could get as close to a walking mower cut you know and that thing was riding contours each individual because the old triplexes were awful yeah right you know when you when you see what they can do now yeah you look at i can't believe we mowed with that shit you know um, so that was, I think those are huge, uh, even high end golf courses now going to them because yeah. it saves three guys in labor and you send one out as opposed to four or five. We used to send five at Highlands. Yeah. Uh, sometimes six. It was very, very rare that only four guys went out to mow that place. Cause we had the putting course too. Yeah. Right. So it was another two and a half acres of grass just in greens that we would mow after we mowed the golf course. See, we had a lot. Um, but I would say that that's one that I'd have to put on the I list. Think before here on bent grass greens, I think one of the most important tools is the moisture meter for managing water on bent grass yeah. greens. Were awesome. That thing was a game changer for me. No more sticking a knife in the green. No more pulling plugs out of the green. Right. Just stick that thing in. See where it's at. You could determine where we were going to wilt. Yeah. And manage the the putting surface so much easier with that. I see those guys using the pogos. Really. Um. That seemed to be, you know, as, you know, something that can plot your greens. You know, it's got the GPS. It plots it on there. Uh, gives salinity, moisture. Um, I think that is probably, if I had the means to do it, I guess it's, uh, I had the first original one. Um, and that was, it had the Wi-Fi connection to the app. Um, I don't believe it had the mapping. It would have had to. I had to buy another package for the mapping. I didn't think that that was needed, but easy to do. Bang! Put it in the ground register. Put it in the ground register. What became a problem with me is who was doing that every day. It just became. It's impossible for me to do. I don't have yeah. that guy to go and do it. So in order to use some of those things, it'd be good to have one. You know, just to take the readings you know uh periodically but i know the guys with the pogos they're out there mapping you know the whole deal so i think that would be a great tool even though i i guess i can say i had one uh it broke and it was going to cost me hundreds of dollars to fix it you know and i had had it for two years or whatever and probably wasn't using it as well as i should have and uh now the way you have to buy it it's a whole subscription deal uh, so it can get pretty pricey. 
Loose. What are you yeah. doing? For those who can hear the scratching, that's a little loose. Lucy wants out. Let her out. Here, Loose. Break. Go ahead. Jeez. What are you doing, knucklehead? You can leave it open. I don't think it was in there. Oh, yeah. Loose is out. Loose is loose. What's she doing? I knew at some point she was going to be scratching at the door. She hates when that thing's closed. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Yeah, so um, another one that I would probably put on that list is the Verta Cutters. The Verta Cutter Reels. Yeah. Um, so you didn't have to buy that piece of equipment. You know, the ones that go on the fairways. Those oh, yeah. are fairly the newest kind of innovation That's as far cool. as those things. They always had it on the small triplexes and things like that. But to get them onto your fairway units, um, to only have those to buy rather than a whole nother pull behind. I did see though when we were at Wickenburg Ranch, um, as soon as I saw the lines in the ground, I used to have one of the Sysis machines at Highlands. Uh, I ain't gonna say I don't miss that. Yeah. I, or I do miss it. You know, the depth that you could get and you know how much material those things pulled yeah. out uh was pretty wild compared to what you can get out of you know your real the ones that are on the reels of the mower because it just doesn't have the oomph you know to get in there so you can't really bury those blades and then the blades are obviously thinner you know so they're going to get beat up yeah whereas the size you could throw on some pretty thick ones and get in there good um so that would be one for sure that i would want i think last for me would be the aggravator that thing does work yeah I would say, yeah. It's like eight inch tines and they make all, they create some yeah. holes. Whatever quality, you know, airifier for the fairways yeah. that you ran across would be on I there. I mean, even last year I've I struggled on some areas with just the high salts. We struggle on areas and like hillsides and stuff like that. They just, I can't get a lot of good germination or just leach any salts. They, I, the aggravator holes all had yeah, like healthy like ryegrass in them. You yeah. know, even the Bermuda grass healthier on those on those hillsides after taking that aggravator over just yeah. one time. And so. the aggravator, I mean, that thing's like almost like if you go over it a couple of times, it's rototilling stuff. I think it's a beast. Yeah, you, you know. can get into trouble if you get too crazy. Exactly. Yeah, but it it gets done what you need. You know, if you're oh, yeah. able to do that and then chuck sand on top of it, yep. you're gonna get done. And it's it's borderline bulletproof. You'd have to do some you'd have to hammer something to break that oh thing. yeah thing is you know i pretty i go through pretty much a pto shaft a year um and that's all because that thing is getting the shit kicked out of it yeah. you know but the apparatus itself is bulletproof you know yeah. those tines are not bending on a fucking no. thing you know uh i the first few years that i had it i was pulling up a lot of rock yeah you know you'd just be out in those rough areas along the edge of the desert and you're pulling up you know, softball size rocks. Uh, so over the years, we've pulled up a lot of shit. That's for sure yeah. with that thing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I mean, it goes without saying that the irrigation system oh, is yeah. on that list. But the no, one. but there's people out there that don't even have that shit. You know, they might be like one little twenty-five horse pump yeah. to run just your greens heads. And that's your, and then you only use that when you really need it. Right. You know, whereas ours is oh, yeah. every single day. Full go every it's day. the lifeblood of that whole entire place. Absolutely. Um, so, can we just chuck out our least favorite tool real quick? Just say least favorite stint tool. Stent meter is like the disaster. Stent meter is the. Oh. Uh, it's a great tool. It's, I mean, it's dual purpose. One of the you know, it's one of the best dual purpose you can. Hold your door open with. Hold it. your door open with it. <laughs> 
and use it to make up a number that is yeah irrelevant right because you can manipulate the hell out of yeah, them i'm sure that guy that wheeled in your wants his hot dog wants to know what the greens are on today yeah that's a that's an interesting one too buddy you're wearing jeans yeah. <laughs> in a sleeveless t-shirt do you really care what the greens are rolling today <laughs> yeah yeah you just want them smooth what How does do you, that mean they, yeah um that number gets thrown around way too loosely uh you know, you've seen the videos of what uh, Wingfoot looks like this year. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, you know, what's that number? What are they oh, What are they saying? I can't imagine. It's probably 14. Yeah. Which is, for the average man, it's not fun. I played Riviera Country Club, and they had to be rolling the fastest greens I ever played, and it was brutal. Yeah. It was. I standing over a one-footer. I didn't I didn't have any confidence where that ball was going. Yeah, when we... Uh, it's, we didn't oversee the greens at Highlands in about December, the first year. So they were rock hard because they were brand new greens. And yeah. then you add, you know, no overseed on it. And it was kind of our first run at these things. So mowing them at 90 going into Thanksgiving was oh. was great. Well, going into Halloween was great. Going into Thanksgiving, uh-oh. You know, first frost hits yeah, and you can't table. grow shit back. Yeah, the wind would just blow the ball across the greens. No kidding. Oh, yeah, it was it, it was, was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, the members weren't very happy at all then. But, you know, it was kind of one of those learning curve things. Yeah. But we had no idea what was going to happen. And, uh, yeah, the game is not even fun. Oh, it's You know, not. it's not. So, that number... Um, I guess if I had to go off one, what would you say is good for here? You know, Two different, both sides. I can go a little faster on one side than the other because the undulation yep. is more. Like if I if the quail's at 11, we're in good shape. I'm getting, everybody's pretty happy. If you get white wing at 11, you're looking at the extending the round. A lot of three putts, a lot of four putts, just because the ball's rolling yep. so much more. So I think just 10 yep. is a good number over there. Yeah, People are pretty happy. Now, are you able to... Get them no, not take away tournament day, take away all that stuff. Just your general everyday golf. You can get one. Like you have one set up differently. Mowers mowing differently on one than the other, or no, maybe you'll throw the roller on yeah. one golf course more than the other, just because you can get that. Like you're not setting up two different mowers. No, no, and we're playing getting, with that. No, are you? No, okay. Water and okay, some needle tine or different stuff. All Less right. rolls, more rolls on one side than the other. Okay. You know, keep it a little firmer and faster on one side. Yeah. Because yeah. if they get too fast, I'll hear about it. Yeah, or right. If, more so if they're too slow. Right out of overseas, they're always too slow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But but there's a reason for that, yeah. you know. People it's... think they want fast greens until they're four-jacking putts. They don't, you don't know fast greens until you put on fast yeah. greens. It's not fun. Yeah, my place, I would say for the general public, I would say 10 is good at my place. Yeah. Um, we do have two holes, three and nine, that you get those things yeah, too fast. They're just the way they sit. You know, they're old. You know, they're old greens that are surface drained, so they got to pitch one way. And three and nine have a little area on them. Each one of them that just gets ugly. You can't put a pin there. No, I agree. Um, I know nine. And that's sure. And that's like rolling faster than ten. But you also put the nine. general public golfer on it, and yeah, there's a. There's a pace of play when it comes to public golf. You don't want people out there for six hours because right. your greens are rolling 12, 13. Right. Because uh, the average player is probably a 18 handicap. 
Would yeah. you agree? Oh yeah, I think it's that. There's a reason the pros some. are putting on those. Yeah. And too many people think that they want the golf course to look like. Well, they think they places. want to play it like the pros play it until they play it like the pros play it. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine playing Wingfoot? No. Did you see that rough? I had no desire to play Wingfoot like there that. There was a picture on Twitter. Awful. There was a picture on Twitter of a one blade of grass next to a ruler, and it said, you know, blade of grass from the rough at Wingfoot. And uh, it was from one of the volunteers that are up there, and it was 12 inches long. You know, that's the random straggler that, you know, that yeah. missed the mow last time, but still. Uh, you know, they're showing balls. It's going to be a test, well, man. So, did you see the the Arnold Palmer can, which is like that 24-ounce can of lemonade yep. tea that somebody had in the rough, and all you could see was the top half inch, and then he pulled oh, out. It was fuck. like the whole can was in there. That's going to be good. Um, but it, it's getting, They're going to end up shooting like five over, which is still would be a phenomenal round for me at our conditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. manicured rough at one mm-hmm. inch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could imagine trying to get a club through that. Hit a ball through that is going to be, it's going to, you know, you better hit it straight off the tee. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I ever tell you the story I ran in? I met that guy, Steve, the superintendent, the director of agronomy there. That was a good one. Uh, he is a mass boy. Uh, went to UMass and a uh, huge Pats fan. So, so he's a huge Pats fan. And uh, we go to, it's a Patriots, it's Super Bowl 49, Patriots and uh, Seahawks out here. So I had some friends, they flew into town just to go. And what the plan was, was to go and get scalp tickets. One of my buddies that flew out here, uh, he has friends at his work that go every year. It's like four guys, they go every year and they just scalp tickets. And sometimes they have to wait, you know, till like three minutes into the game, but they'll still, they get in every year. For the Super Bowl? Yeah, for the Super Bowl. And he pays like 500 bucks. So we're like, all right, fuck it. That's my limit. I'm going to go 500 bucks. Let's go down there and tailgate and uh, whatever. So we cruise down there. We wheel in tailgate and we pop over in the trunk. You know, cars are just filing in. Wheel up next to, well, this guy wheel up next to me. Uh, they're in a uh, white ex- like expedition or something. Yeah, big old SUV. And these pretty two Dudes that step out, big hosses, and then these two other guys get out, normal size little dudes. Steve's kind of a smaller guy, but anyways. Uh, they open up the hatch, and they just got golf clubs shoved in there. So we're shooting the shit. You know, we're starting to booze with them. We're talking pats. You know, they're going to the game. We're going to go scalp, yada, yada, yada. Uh, keep in mind, the Super Bowl is the Sunday of the waste management, so a lot of people are in town for that. Yes. Including these dudes, yep. right? They're probably coming to play golf yep. check out the waste management. Well, they... Come in, and uh, I asked him, you know, you guys playing golf? And he's like, yeah, we actually drove out here uh, from New York, and we're playing golf the whole way out, and we're playing golf all the way back. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool, and, you know, we're shooting the shit more and whatever. I said, you know, so what do you guys do? And the guy says to me, he says, we got a weird fucking job. And I said, so do I. I got a weird fucking job, too. He's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a golf course superintendent. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, that's what we are. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So we started talking. I said, where are you guys at? He's like, oh, we're at Wingfoot. I'm like, oh, ever okay. Heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever heard of it? And he's like, where are you? I said, oh, I'm at Desert Canyon. And uh, I said, so where are you playing out here? He's like, oh, we played, uh, I think they played the boulders that morning. 
Um, and they were playing Desert Highlands the next day. I was like, holy shit. I said, I worked with Phil for, you know, eight years, yeah. the whole deal. So uh, I told him, I said, he'll probably, he's for sure going to come out and see you guys tomorrow. Because it's the, they did a one o'clock shock on it, Highlands on Mondays. Because uh, we used to be closed, mu- maintenance Monday, but uh, they started. So that's what they were playing in. I said, he'll for sure come out and see you guys. I said, I know he will. I said, so when he wheels up, tell him Matt, you know, just said, hey, Matt says, fuck you. <laughs> You know, so Steve ends up saying this to Phil. Really? You know, then Phil texts me. He's like, hey, your buddies just showed up here. But pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy encounter with him. Uh, really good dude. Uh, so obviously the conversation for the next hour and a half of yeah. drinking beers and whatever was now our jobs. Yeah, for sure. You know, try to go to get away from it. Yet yeah. I wheel up next to the <laughs> director of agronomy and two it's of his wild. superintendents at Wingfoot. So good luck to you boys this weekend. All the pictures I've seen, uh, place looks awesome and obviously gnarly as hell. And I mean, the place is a historic site. Oh, yeah. You know, they've had what five of these? Is this number five? I think oh, they've no, had no, at Wingfoot. No um, so they know what they're doing over there. So they'll crush that thing. All right, so uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. Uh, the Jingweed Studio Number One. Uh, get on our way. Hope everybody enjoys their week. Uh, Dan, good luck to you and your wife. I hope uh, little number three comes out this week is safe and ready to go and you can get back to work and get overseeding your golf course. So with that, uh, this one's a little tribute to you, Greg. Stay pissed, buddy. Thanks again to Andy for uh, helping us out. Uh, You're killing it, dude. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Uh, Hope everybody has a great week. Love you, Mom and Dad. Later. Stuck. Edit time. Oh. Close the door.